0: Thank you, Heavenly Father. We honor you for the blessing and the honor to be counted among the living today. Thank you for all the goodness you've shown us throughout the week. And Father, we are in your presence once again to appreciate you and to thank you for all that you have done for us. Thank you for gathering us before your presence to receive from you. Bless every heart. Speak to us. Let your word be established in our hearts. And give us the grace to live by your word. Thank you and bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord today. Let's take our Uncle scriptures. Galatians chapter number 5 verse 16. Then Romans 8, 2 to 6. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, I'm preaching to you this morning, a message entitled Victory Over the Flesh or Victory Over the Body. How many of you believe that we must have victory over this flesh? Do you believe that? Yeah, because if you don't have the victory over the flesh, it can affect your spirit. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, this flesh is full of lust. Can you please help me tell the person this body? Is full of lust. It's full of lust. Yeah. And it's interesting, when you give your life to Christ, the body doesn't change. It's only your spirit that is transformed, but this body still remains the same. And you'd be surprised to know that even though you have given your life to Christ, but what your body wants to do will even sometimes shock you. Because the moment you give your life to Christ, the old nature still remains in it. It's only your spirit that is regenerated, but this body remains the same. So you must always learn to know how this body operates. And know how to be able to over control and lead this body. Romans chapter number 82. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin he condemned sin in the flesh. So when Christ came he gave us victory over the flesh. In order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful word, Talks about the flesh. But according to their spirit. Row. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mind set on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the Please put these things in your mind because I'm going to talk about them systematically. The mind of sinful man is dead but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and what? And peace hallelujah Amen. now your flesh is one of the greatest hindrances to Christ like living which you must be able to understand that but the scripture you read simply tells us that God has given us the victory over the flesh so you can say no to the flesh you can say no so whatever you do with your body now is a choice whatever you use your please listen to me the devil cannot force you to use this body for something which is not right Whatever you do with this body, if only you have given your life to Christ, now it's a choice. Is what? It's a choice. Listen to me. The moment you give your life to Christ, the power of God is impacted to your spirit. Where your spirit enables you to be able to say no to whatever this flesh wants to do. So you are giving your life to Christ, but yet you still have the old nature. But at the same time, this old nature can still be controlled. God Jesus, according to the Romans 8 we read, gave us the victory over this flesh. You can say no to alcohol, you can say no to anything which is not right, if only you want to. Now the controlling of the body is a choice. You can choose to say no, or you can choose to say yes. And God can never do anything about it. And if you allow your body, this body will control you, you'll be shocked. <laughs> and this body will lead you to do things you never thought you would do. If you allow this body, what this body will. I mean, sometimes you read the scriptures and you're surprised. And how sometimes people use their bodies for certain things. In Romans, Paul talks about some of the things that people have given their bodies for. He said even people have given their bodies for things that even their natural unbelievers will never even do that. Where, I mean, a man meets with a woman. He said, now no more is like that. But now men meet with men. And women also meet with women. They are in the scriptures. You see, let's tell the truth. How many of you know that sometimes what your body wants to do is very wild? You yourself, you can. Hey. Is that not so? That sometimes, even what your body wants to do, your body want to do things. First Corinthians 9, from 25 through 27. Because if you don't bring this body under subjection, eh, what this body will lead you to do, you'll be shocked. Sure. I remember one day, when I was in Commerce, I was going to somewhere, I forgot it. I thought I was going to church, I was going to preach somewhere. Whilst I was going at a report junction, I saw somebody in a lot of years. And in front of the Lord Tokyo, the person had star. The moment my eyes caught the thing, I felt so, wow. And I've never drank before. But in, I don't know where that feeling came from. I felt like drinking, star. But I was going to preach. To frankly say, I don't know where that feeling came from. I can't still explain. Do you know there are some of you who, were, who are thinking that you will never fornicate. If you don't take care, the things you said you will never do is what you do. I'm telling you. That is the reason why when you see people doing certain things, don't criticize people. Because you end up even doing worse than them. And everyone who competes in the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown. But we for an imperishable crown. Paul talks about discipline, role. Therefore I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a man beating the air. Verse 27. No, I do what? I beat my body and make it my slave. I make sure that I bring this. You see, you see if you don't tame this body. Everybody say tame. tame. Do you understand tame? Like the way you tame your dog. There is a dog in this body. Forgive me for saying but this body sometimes can be more than an animal that you cannot even take. You cannot even control. Something we never taught. But it's happening nowadays. A woman is there. You say you don't have a feeling for woman. You have a feeling for man. No, can the mind even accept it? You can't imagine. I bring my body. I beat it. Hey? You, can, you can do whatever you want to. May God give us the grace and the discipline to control this Amen. body in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm telling you. From today, whatever your body tells you, tell your body you are under my control. Tell the body you can't control me. Speak to your feet say, my feelings, my feelings, my feelings. You can't control me from today. The things his body want to do, you'll be shocked. But today I see victory coming for us from today. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So how do I walk in victory over this flesh? How do I do that? Number one, you must desire to please God with your body. You must... You see, it begins with a desire. or It begins with a choice. You can choose to please God with this body or you can choose to do whatever I want to do with this body. So whatever you do now is a choice. But you must desire to please God. I want to please God with this, my body. Philippians chapter number 1, verse 20 and 21. He said, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed one of the areas that can bring you disgrace is some of the things that you use your body for. But we'll have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my word, in body. my body, whether by life or if I live or I die, Christ will be exalted in this body. I make decisions, I desire, and I make up my mind that whatever I use this, my body for, I will use it to the glory of God. Now, if you don't make up your mind like that, it's very difficult. Because you must understand that whatever I'm going to use this body for, whether I am whatever, whatever I want to get involved with this body, I must understand that. Am I using it to bring glory to God or to satisfy my passion and my desires? Glory to God. Yes. So it begins with what? With the desire. Unfortunately, there are many people who want to give their life to Christ, but yet want to live their own lives. Want to use their body for oh, I've given my life to Christ, that's fine. I go to church. But I want to use my body for whatever I want to. No. If you can have the victory over the flesh, over this body, if you want to live like Christ in this body, then you must make up your mind and desire. Desire. I want to. I want to. Where there is a will, God will make a way for you. I want to. Lord, I want to. Lord, I desire to live. I want to make sure, Lord, from today, whatever I use this, my body for, will bring glory to you. Make up your mind. Desire. Number two. How do I walk in victory over the flesh? Understand that you don't own your body again. And God lives in you by his spirit. Understand that you don't own your body again. Galatians 2.20. Then from there, Romans 14.7-8. It will come to 2 Corinthians. So understand that you don't own your body. Your body used to belong to you, but now it's not for you again. Before you gave your life to Christ, your body was yours. That's why you're using it for whatever you wanted to use it for. So before you gave your life to Christ, you can go anywhere, you can drink anything, you can sleep anyhow, you can raise your leg to left and right, you can whatever, 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 whatever. But the moment you give your life to Christ, you don't own it again. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who does what? But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in this body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. The life I live now, I live by glory to God. I've been crucified. This body is crucified with Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. And I no longer, it, it, I mean, he's talking about the flesh. This flesh no longer, this body, I no longer live. So I don't have control over this body again. No control. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. Who loved me? If he had not loved you to give himself to you, I don't know where your body would have been by now. So if your body would have been in the grave, you have been turned into sand and... Uh, some of you, your body would have been resting at the cemetery. Some of you have been resting at the mortuary, at the Ashaman cell. Go with to the Romans 14, 7. For none of us lives to himself alone. And none of us die to himself alone. Verse 8. If we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to Him. Say to yourself, My body belongs to God. My body belongs. I don't own my body again. Yeah, how many of you can come and take my wife's bag and use it for whatever I want to use it for? Say, what the If it's for you, come and come for it. If you, if it's yours, then no, come and take it. How many of you own this bag? You don't own it. If you don't own it, you can use it for any how you want it. I saw somebody using a particular car for taxi. I was shocked. Say, hey. Somebody's private car. And you're using it as a taxi. I read from somewhere that Kala used to use some Mercedes-Benz for carrying his bola. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz, and Kofor, people buy and they enjoy. He used it to carry his waist. Bola, 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 bola. Because you own it. You can use it for whatever you want to. But now you don't own your body again. So you don't have authority to use it for any how so whenever your body wants to tell you to do something which is not hey body body but you don't you don't owe yourself you don't owe yourself he owns you help me as a person and say from this week what are the things you have been doing with the body let a person answer you even as a person even last night yeah from yesterday, even yesterday the things what are the things you use your body for hallelujah 2nd Corinthians 5 14 and 15 listen to what he says he said for christ loves confessor comp- because we are convinced that none died for all And therefore, all died. One died for all, yes. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised. Whoa. This scripture is powerful. Can we all read it to one? Let's read one one to go. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them. Ask the person, are you living for yourself? Are you living for yourself? Even if you don't hear anything today, this kid just should become your focus. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves. So now I don't live for myself again. God doesn't want to live for himself, but for him who died. So whatever I use this body for my life and my, what I use for must bring glory to the one who died for me. So when you open your mouth and you are using your body, your mouth to insult, hey, mercy. May the Lord help us. So how do I walk in victory over my flesh? Number three, the third one is where my main emphasis will be walk in the spirit. That is um, the scripture read from Galatians 5.16. He said, I said that walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the last of the world. So one of the major keys of victory over the flesh is to walk in the world. How many of you know, how many of you believe that you need victory over the flesh? Your bodies worry you. Your bodies, all of us. Hmm. I was surprised that God spoke about um, Job as a very wonderful man. But God even still said, I mean, Job said that, I've made covenant with my eyes. Hey. Ha. Huh. Your body doesn't care who you are. You can be the poop. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind. Yeah. Job 31. One. I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully. Hey a girl. Some, there are some people just graduated from a girl to woman, an old woman. No, some, there are some young men, they love old women. You used to be like that. Let me see. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have seen some faces and I know that you used to love because I know you already. Hey. There are some young girls also, they love old men. Twice as and three times of their father's age. Mercy. Hallelujah. So walk in the one of the ways to be able to overcome the flesh is to walk in the what? In the spirit. Walk in the spirit. I say walk in the spirit. Now, what does it mean to walk in the spirit? It's living your life by God's word. Simple. Let me give you three definitions. It's to live your life by what? God's word. That's walking in the spirit. And according to John 6 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when we talk about the spirit, John 6, 63. The spirit gives us life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are spirit. So the preaching I'm preaching to you is a spirit. The word you read from this book is what? Yeah. So the moment you live your life by this word, you are living by the spirit. The words I speak to you. So if God says forgive, and you forgive, you are walking in the spirit. God says love your neighbor as yourself. you live by it, you are walking in the God said honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase and you honor God with your tithe." Are you walking in the canal or are you walking in the spirit? spirit? God says don't look unto a young man or young woman lustfully. Are you walking in the spirit or are you are not walking in the spirit? spirit? So whatever you do you live by this book. Anything you apply from this book you apply it and you walk in the spirit. That's how it is. It's not anything strange. It's very simple. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not anything so strange. It is Living by the word of God. Hallelujah. That's the first definition for walking in the spirit. Let me give you the second definition for walking in the spirit. To walk in the spirit also means having God's consciousness with you. You are conscious that you are not alone, but God is with you. God's consciousness. If I lie down, I know God is with me. I have the consciousness of God that he's with me. Everywhere you go, you must always be conscious that he's with you. When you go to the embassy, he's with you. Everywhere you go, you can never hide from him. He's with you. You walk in the spirit by being conscious of his presence with you. Conscious of his presence that God is with me. So when you go and sit somewhere and take a chair and you sit and you want to gossip about somebody, he's with you, gossiping together. When a man called you and told you and gave you his card and told you, meet me at that place. Meet me at that place and we are going. He was with you. When you get to the room and you undress yourself, he's standing there watching you. Tell the person that you, "He's with you. Be con- tell the person to be conscious of his presence. This is what it means to walk in the spirit. You are conscious that I'm not alone. God is with me. And the last one is yielding yourself to the... L- Leadings and the promptings of the Spirit or the inclinations because He's in you. Because the day you, you gave your life to Christ, He came to live in you. God owns you by His Spirit, so He prompts you when you are taking a step which is not right. How many of you know that when you are taking any bad step, you feel that what well, the step you are taking is not correct? Let me see your hand up. If you don't feel, then you, are, then you are not a child of God. If you are taking any step which is not right, you, you know that you are not comfortable. That is what he called the leadings. So the moment you listen to him, you are being led by the spirit. But sometimes he can speak to you, he can direct you, and you may decide to do things on your own. Hmm. Hallelujah. From today, receive the grace to walk by the spirit. Receive the grace to walk in the what? I pray that from today you will hear his voice and follow his ways. He leads you. Bible says he leads me beside the stone. I see God leading you into your breakthroughs, into your success, Amen. into your blessing. Any wrong step you are taking, I see him taking you away from that wrong step in the name Amen. of Jesus. That's what they called being led by the Spirit. Glory to God. How can I walk in the Spirit? How can I walk in the Spirit? It happens by renewing your mind. From the Scripture ready for Romans chapter number 8, from verse 2 to 6. Through the Christ, the law of the Spirit set me free from the law of sin and death. And for the, the law would powerless to do in that it was weakened by the sinful nature. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man. In order that the righteousness requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the sinful nature, but according to the what? To the Spirit. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their what? so you can live by the spirit if you begin to work on your mind those who live according to the sinful nature the reason why you do the things you do is because of the things that occupies your mind i'm telling you you are born again you're a child of god you speak in tongues you can do all kinds of things but you are doing things which are not right because of the things you have allowed to enter your mind Listen to me. You can pray in tongues. You can even heal the sick. If you don't change your mind and think right, you do wrong things. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mind set on what the nature desires. Many of us, all the things you think about can never help you to live right. And not be Because they'll be a dream bone The person in your plan on your bed the next day, the the sins you commit, how you execute them. If God is opening our minds right now, the things you have been thinking about for the last one month, then you can tell the reason why you cannot live a holy life, the reason why you cannot live like Christ. He said the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. Those who live in a accordance with the spirit, have their mind set on what the spirit want. So I'm going to help you, how able to you you set your mind on spiritual things? Because the things you think about will go a long way in determining whether you can live for Christ or you can live for yourself. In Romans 12 verse 2, let's go to scripture. It says, do not conform by any longer to the pattern of this world, but be what? So you can only change by the renewal of your from today receive the grace to change your mind and the way you think. <laughs> Do not conform any longer to this pattern of this word, but be transformed by the renewing. So you can your life can never be transformed to become better except you change and renew your mind. Give me Ephesians 4 22 Downwards. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. To put off the old what? Which is being corrupted by the deceitful lust. Last is very deceitful. Last is very what? So we think you're enjoying. By deceiving yourself. It's by the end of the day you realize that you have become a fool. To be made new in the attitude of your what? Minds. And to put on the new self. Created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. But the point is that the way you think determines what comes out of you. Your thoughts shapes who you are and what you become. So what you allow to occupy your mind and you always think about is very much important. If you allow bad thoughts to occupy your mind, you will end up doing bad things. If you allow bad thoughts to occupy your mind, you will continue to do bad things. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Is that also? As a man thinketh. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is. So you are who you are by the way you think. You can never rise above the level of your thinking. Never. Never never if you think you are poor you will remain poor forever if you think you can never live like Christ you can never live like him forever but even if you are in the goddess you are you are the most sinful person and you still have it in your mind that I can live like Christ by the way you think God enables you to become like him receive that grace from today say to yourself I can live like Christ from today I will think that way in the name of Jesus, Amen. yeah. Think well and do well. Hallelujah. Amen. May God help us from today. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. so we can never live the Christ-like life if we don't change the way we think. So our minds must be renewed. Everybody say, my mind must be renewed. How do I renew my mind? First Corinthians two sixteen for me to do better. First Corinthians two sixteen. He said, For who has known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Ah, yeah. Tell the person, I have the, I have the mind of Christ. So there is a the mind of Christ, and there's a mind of the world. We are still looking at working in the spiritual. I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind. I have the mind of Christ. What is this mind of Christ? Number one, it is the mind of humility. Philippians two five to eight. If you want to have the mind of Christ, don't forget what He said. He said we have the mind of what? We were Christ to a dream. It's a we a Christ to a dream. So there is a mind of Christ. There is a way Christ thinks when he was on this earth. There is a way he taught. Whatever. So these are the things that was in his mind when he was on this earth. Philippians two five to eight. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ. Everyone say the same. The same. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled his. So the mind of Christ is a mind of humility. If you want to be a spiritual person, Think in a humble way. If you want to walk in the spirit, think in a humble way. Don't allow who you are, what you have, what you have achieved, what you have become to occupy your mind. Let me tell you one thing that moves me so much when I see great people, prominent people, but very humble, very low. I'm just connected to you like that. People who are very highly educated, people who are professionals, people who are doing well in life. But even when you see them, you can never tell. But they remain very humble. When you look at the achievements, sometimes I'm just driven by such people. And we have such wonderful people in the church like that. I'm telling you, you'll be surprised the person is next to you. And that's one thing God has blessed us in this church. There are prominent people sitting in this church you will never ever know. Behave as normal people. And that is the joy may God continue to give us great men and great women like that who are having the mind of humility who doesn't allow the achievements, what they have, what they have become and what, whatever to load their heads they don't pride themselves with what they have against others, to look down upon people, may God help us Amen. because you see, let me tell you this whether you like it or not God will bless you Amen. some of you don't like riches but I see God blessing you with riches Amen. As I said, whether you like it or not, as you desire, I see God prospering you and making you a wonderful person in this ministry. But no matter how God raises you and how God blesses you, you must have the mind of humility. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who was even God, but taught himself not to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and became like a bond servant and even died on the cross let this mind verse five let this mind let this mind be in you the mind of you are somebody but you don't allow who you are to enter your head that people have nothing little achievement they walk and they raise their shoulders that'd like, even when somebody gives you his car the way you blow home for every woman to see that you have driving yeah. empty barrels makes the most noise but i see god lifting you up Amen. you do great things Amen. you achieve more things Amen. but you maintain the heart of humility the mind of humility in a, may god continue to give us such men and women in this ministry we we'll see people who own properties who own houses estates companies and yet they are very humble when they come to church they are working they are you never see anything about them never they don't pride themselves about who they are let that grace release upon the church in the name of jesus Amen. Glory to God. Maintain that lifestyle of the nobody. Can you imagine the one who created the whole world when he was about to be born? Bible said there was no place in the inn for him. Bible said he was born at where animals are kept. What kind of humility is this? May God give us that grace. I said, may God give us that grace. As you identify yourself that if there's any trace of pride and arrogance in you, tell God, let this thing live my life because I can't go far with it. May God help us. Receive that grace in Jesus name. Amen. So the man of Christ, the mind of humility. The man of what? Humility. Humility. Mm. This man of humility, you see yourself as nothing without God. The man of humility sees oneself as nothing without God. Mm. You can never walk in the spirit if you carry who you are in your head. <clears throat> and I love what Paul said in Philippians. Three, from verse 2 to 11, we are not reading because of time. He said, I'm, I'm nothing. He said, I he said, I count all things as nothing. All things as nothing. You know, Paul was a lawyer by profession. And from where he's coming from, he was a very wonderful young guy. He was coming from a good background. Hebrew of Hebrews. Ah, yeah. He was coming from a rich background. But listen to what he said. He said, Philippians 3. Beware of dogs, those who have been talking nonsense. Evil workers. Beware of their mutilation we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the... Aisha. Oh, I have this. I have that. I have this. He said, you're a fool. He said, do who want to please like Christ. Have no confidence in the what? Bless. God blesses me, alright, but my hope and my trust is not in what I have. Some of you, who you are is in what you have. I pity you. Though I, I also might have confidence in the... I also... And Paul was telling them, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I, me, I'm better. I'm better. If anybody thinks that you are better, me, let me tell you, I am better. That's what Paul is saying. If you think you are better, you think you are educated, you think you are coming from a rich home, let me tell you, I am even better than some of you are talking nonsense. No, that's what he was telling the Philippian church. Because the Philippian we were accusing Paul. That Paul was not educated, Paul was this and that, and he's boasting and say, hey, let me tell you, you think you are somebody. I want to tell you: if you talk about somebody, who is somebody, I'm somebody more than you. You you call yourself somebody. (laughs) 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 Do I myself have reason for such confidence? If anyone else thinks he has reason to put confidence in the flesh, ah, I have more. Roll. he was talking about how where he's coming from. Circumstance on the eighth day, or the people of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee. Ah, what do you mean? As for zeal, persecuting the church. As for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was to my profit, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Don't allow who you are to enter your head. This is the mind of humility. God is going to raise many of us in this church. At your workplaces, in your businesses, in your career, in your academics, Amen. you're going to become great men and great women. Don't, but don't allow who you are and who you become to enter your head. Number two is a mind of heaven mindedness. Heaven mindedness. Colossians 3 1 and 2. Heaven mindedness. If somebody thinks like Christ, if somebody's thinking the way Christ taught, is by being heaven mindedness. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly. That's one of the things that makes you to walk in the spirit. Even though we live on this earth, but God wants us to think eternal. God wants us to think heaven. Always think eternity, that this earth is not your final destination. There's a place for you to go. One of the end times attacks of the enemy is that you're going to make people to be materialistic. Material. Ethically conscious. I want to have this. I want to have that. I want to achieve this. I want to have this. Most of the time, the things that occupies our minds are material things. Somebody's about to sleep thinking about the next day how you can get money. How you can succeed. How you can buy a land. How you can do this. And that is the pattern. So our minds are... Become materialistic, so there is nothing spiritual about us. So, even when God is speaking to you, you can't because money has taken your mind because you're doing some calculations in your <laughs> calculating the things, and you can't you can't hear the voice of the spirit, yeah, and that's the end-time attack of the enemy. Yeah, look at what happened to Lord's wife in Genesis chapter number 19, verse 26. Lord's wife, she couldn't even get to that because of material things. Everybody around, don't look back. God has delivered you from Sodom and Gomorrah. You are going to the promised land. Don't look back. Ay-ya. She ran and ran and when she got to a place and her heart went by I said, hey. The Bible said, when she got to a place she turned. I, said, ah, I can't leave all this money. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. No, I can't do that. Let me go and look for money first. And the woman she turned. She became a pillar. May you never become a pillar of salt in life. Amen. I said, may you never become a pillar of so where you can never get to your destination. Amen. This world. I love the way Paul puts it in first Timothy chapter number six. How people have become conscious of material things. First Timothy chapter number six, three to fourteen. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not consent to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and to the doctrine which accords with godliness, he is proud, knowing nothing, but is obsessed with disputes, arguments over words, from which come envy, strife, reveling, evil suspicions. Useless wranglers of men of corrupt minds and destitute of whatever. Now godliness with contentment is what? Great gain. For we brought nothing into this world and it's certain we carry nothing. Did you hear that? For we did what? So the things you are thinking about, God is saying that you never carry them with you. I always tell you, even the child who was born in the richest home, was born naked. Some of you girls say the way you love lipsticks and makeup, when you die, they will never bury them with you. Somebody will just carry all of them. I told the story about somebody who died, and uh, they wore the person's shoe. When they going to bury the person, they move the shoe. They said, "When you die and they bury with shoe, you go and come back and be walking in the house." They move every shoe. And somebody was wearing it, so that when they are, they put people in state. They put gold chains and all that hair. They move all. If the family don't move it, I'm robbers will go and move it for you. <laughs> uh, naked I came. That's life for you. So continue to kill yourself for the material things. All right, continue. I wish you well. Continue in Jesus' name. Follow them with passion. With all your heart. All your mind is money. 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 Money answers all things. Jesus let money answer. But the Bible says, seek ye first and all other things. We brought nothing to this world and it is certain we carry nothing out. Having food and clothing, let be content. Listen to this. This is where my focus is. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish. So Christians are doing foolish things. You're talking to the the church. And harmful lusts drown men into destruction and petition. That's why, you see, our passion for wealth has even, pastors have become part of it. So now we are all among now, if you go pass anywhere, they look at your, the car you drive. Look at, they look at your bank accounts. So, anyhow, we used to get the money. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of you. This, this is where my, my heart touches. Some people eager for money have wandered from the what? So, they are Christians, all right, oh. but because their passion is for material things, now they are, more, they are no more in the favour okay? again. They are backslided. They are in church, but all their lives are after money. May you never become such a person. Amen. I'm telling you. God will bless you. Amen. For it is the blessing of the Lord that makes us free. It's not what you seek. I mean, you see, let, let me, when it comes to money, eh, is it takes the blessing of God. Oh. Yeah, don't seek for it. God will bless you. Don't let your passion, let, don't let money drive you, material things drive you. All your mind is about money. May God help us. Amen. Set your affection on things what? Above. Now, one of the ways you can also set your mind on things above is let the things that you do in this life reflect in heaven. Let the things you do on this earth reflect in where? Heaven. Heaven. The things you do. Great. Answer in heaven. And let the things that you do on this earth that will give you a good name in heaven occupy your mind. When you buy a car, it's good. But it doesn't register in heaven. The Bible says be heavenly minded. No, no, no. There are things you do on this earth that registers When you buy a car, when you marry a new wife, when you... Get a new job. Heaven doesn't have anything for you. But there are some that when you do on this earth, they register in heaven. They're souls you win for God. It means you are heavily minded. When you work for God, when you give your material things to advance the work of God. When you pastor a church, let me give you scriptures supporting that because of time. So Luke fifteen ten. Write that one. Matthew six, nineteen through twenty-one. Helping the needy. Luke twelve twenty one. These are scriptures. The things that you do on this earth that will register in heaven. This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not written toward God. Yeah. Let me give you the scriptures again. Luke 15, 10, Matthew 6, 19 through 21, Luke 12, 21. This scripture was talking about helping the needy. Hallelujah. Amen. May God help us to focus on some of these things. Amen. May your mind be on how to be to win souls for God. Amen. How to be to advance the work of God. Yeah. These are things that registers in heaven. And the last one, in Philippians 4, 8. Philippians chapter number 4, verse 8. Give me the NIV version. I'm closing. It's 9.46. Can we all read it together? One to go. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So these are the things you must think about if you want to live the Christ-like life. If you want to walk in the Spirit. From today, change the way you think and your life will change. Think on things that will progress your life. Progress the things of God. God has given us the way which you think. So whenever you are there and certain things want to occupy, it means that you are not thinking about anything good. Anything that is Vacuum will attract something to occupy. Is that not so? Yeah. When the thing is empty, something will try to occupy. When your mind is not thinking right, think on some of these things. And you see God helping you becoming a spiritual person. And your Christ like living will become very simple. In Jesus' holy name. Amen. Can we please rise to our feet? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Please after me say in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the grace for Christ like living. I receive the strength to control my body. The grace to control my system. In the name of Jesus. Let the strength to live like Christ be released upon me. Give me the grace to think right. To make right living. In the name of Jesus. As all eyes are closed, if you are here, you have not given your life to Christ. I want to pray with you. If you are here, you have not given. You want to surrender your life to Jesus? Is a Pastor? Pray with me. I want to give my life to Christ. I want Jesus to come into my life. Please, kindly say after me. Say in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the honor to live like my Master. I receive the grace from today to live like Him. From today, my attitude, my actions will reflect Christ, because the way I think is changing from now. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.